Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, we'll be giving a quick little breakdown of our thoughts and opinions. But first, the intro. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. First, we gotta start off with it, bro. The in-ring debut of Hook. I was not expecting him to be that good. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was really, really good. Um, and what stood out the most is, like, He did, yeah. What stood out the most is, like, just, like, his charisma coming to the ring. And he's always, like, a nonchalant character. But for some reason, like, really worked with him actually about to wrestle. <laughs> and it's like, I really, really enjoy, you know, just watching him. Shout out to him for having the Action Bronson as his interest music. I thought that was really dope. Right. I was like, is that is that Action Bronson out here right now? Um, but yes, I don't know. Just the, the music was fitting. And it's like, I don't know what it is, but he has like an it factor to him. I don't I can't really call what it is yet, but it's just there. Like he's super over already. And it's really like his first match, you know what I mean? So I'm excited to see what he does in the future. And I feel like, you know, Fuego Del Sol is like not the best competitor to go. Like, he's gonna make you look really good, but it's like how would he fare against like a Rusev or like a yeah. Kenny Omega? But right now, it's good to see him kind of get his legs under him too. Yeah. What's crazy is people were saying that, like, they watched Hook's debut and they were basically like, people on Twitter were like, "This is what Dominic should have been, like Dominic Mysterio." True. And then I also feel like, I mean, honestly, I feel like this is what Brian Pillman Jr. should have been like. Like, mm. when you look at his attitude, like Brian Pillman's, like his attitude, his background, mm-hmm. like, you know, being Brian Pillman Jr., like the, the son of the most entertaining, like animated, like just like psycho personality. And then you watch Brian Pillman Jr. And I was saying he's, I'm not saying he's just like, man, but I'm just like, it just doesn't add up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost so, like watching paint dry. Right. He's not Again, that I, bad though. He's not yeah. He's much. not, he's not that yeah. bad, but it's just, I expect more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and then like hook, like I had no idea he was the son of Taz. Like I swear I must've missed it in all these team Taz is promos. It? Like, yes, he is Taz's son. Okay. That's why they were saying like, it was just awesome for Taz to be able to call his match. That is um, dope. So it was just dope, like just to have that, and that's why he was, you know, talking about it. But it's just in, insane that you know he's just become an overnight sensation like that. Um, I know we've talked about him before because we've seen him in we've seen him in segments backstage where he's just like wearing that white. Just there, and we're just yeah. we're just like, who is this? Like, what is eating he? Chips. What is he gonna do anything? Like, just eating chips or something like that. Yeah. But I would have never thought this was Taz's son, and he uses like the Taz mission as a finisher. Like that was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I will say this. To me, I think this is gonna make his next match like nearly impossible to like live up to because like of all the hype just on this one match alone. Like the match was only match was only like five minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he did so was. well in it, but it does set the bar like they were expecting something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he does next though. And I feel like the sky's a little bit for him. But now that you said like Dominic, I'm like, man, I want Dominic to be this dope now, but I don't know. I think Dominic's kind of has a ways to go. He's he's good too, but 
it's just something about Hook that's just already there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can see it. But with Dominic, it's like, I hope he gets to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really excited to see more from Hook for sure, though. Definitely. And then um, I believe also on Dynamite, we had the CM Punk promo on MJF. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny that he came out wearing the Four Pillar shirt, but he had Britt, Britt Baker, Baker on there it. instead of MJF. Yeah, I think he went through the, whole, the, um, the heel entrance also. Yeah, he came out to uh, MJF's music and everything. Because <laughs> it was MJF's hometown, I believe. So he came out Rhode to his Island. music. Yeah. yeah, Rhode Island. And they were like, just bored. I'm pretty much like, what are you doing? That's not your music. And I was surprised. I was like, they actually booed CM Punk. Like, this is shocking right now. <laughs> like, you wouldn't think that they were booing, but it's like they were expecting MJF for the most part. Um, but yeah, man, I, I really liked the segment. He took a lot of different shots at, like, the hockey team, which I felt was like, Kind of cheap, but it worked at the same time. You know what I mean? It's always cheap heat to like, you know, this is the city's basketball, hockey, baseball, insert whatever name here. You know what I'm saying? That's basically what it is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it worked for him and it made him like a heel for a day. I did think it was dope that he was. Yeah, for a day. For one day. That's it. One day. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I, I really, really liked the segment. And it was just like, okay, like maybe he's the heel in this situation because we saw earlier. Well, not earlier, but we saw like later on in the show, MJF kind of had like a face moment, which we'll talk about here next. But MJF kind of had a face moment, so I was like, "Were they trading roles on this night where it was his hometown?" Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they did make they they did I did like this. They did pretty much make MJF like a face for the night. Like mm-hmm. he had just had a ridiculous promo package where he comes out in the car <laughs> and they're just ma- listing yeah. off like the accomplishments. Yeah. I was like, was he really in like the acapella group in Rhode Island? Like, I Yeah, like I guess he was. <laughs> I guess so. I was like, I didn't know that. I'm learning a lot about him. But so I he lo- said like all sorts of records in the hometown. Like, I love that. Yeah, it was, it was dope. When I saw the jacket, I was like, what is this jacket? And I was like, oh, that must be his letterman from when he was a football player. So yeah. it, was, it was cool. He was on his little football field or whatever. Um, I love the love that he got from his hometown, though. Like, even though he's a heel, they still were like cheering him, and you could tell like Tony Khan was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna let him just go and like own this city. Like, this is his town. He doesn't have to stick to like the archetype of being a heel." Because you know, like some like a WWE, pretty much sometimes. Like, I remember uh, Chris Jericho. He's from Canada, and he was in Canada when he was a heel, and like pretty much like disrespected the entire his entire city or country. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. Like, that's his hometown. Like, why would he do that? So this is my first time actually seeing, like, him play up his own home. You know what I mean? Or a heel play up their own home. Yeah. What did you think about the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal? Um, I think MJF. So so apparently, I mean, and I'm not used to this kind of stipulation, but apparently the winners, there's two winners of the Battle Royal. It's MJF and um, who was it? It was Dante. And I mm-hmm. think the winners of it go on to face each other next week for the Dominite, uh, Diamond Ring. What do you think about the heel turn with Dante and everything? Well, just everything about the Battle Royal. Was it a heel turn or was it a turn back to face? Like well, I yeah, like... I mean, yeah, yeah. So technically, yeah, yeah it was a return back to face. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no, turn on Ricky Starks. Um, by the way, Ricky, I had no idea that he was back wrestling again. I swear Same. he had a neck injury because he's been he's been uh, announcing and commentating on. Um, like mm-hmm. rampage like every single friday so mm-hmm. i thought he was pretty much like um kind of the situation with uh what's his name baron i'm not baron corbin mm-hmm. um who am i thinking of Corey graves mm-hmm. where it's like was an in-ring wrestler they put him on the shelf and then now he's back to commentating but apparently he's back yeah i don't know i i didn't know that he returned either like i saw him in the ring but it never applied that i was like oh okay he's injured because of this because i never knew he was injured i just like assuming that he was just sidelined for a little bit 
Um, but I think Dante turning was definitely like unexpected because I figured that he would be with Team Taz for a little longer. But there was a moment before that happened where like Leo and Dante kind of looked at each other, and I'm like, was this all a setup? Yeah, to kind of break Team Taz from the inside out. You know what I mean? But we won't know until obviously the dynamite from this week. But I don't know. I'm excited that Dante was able to pull off the victory. I was shocked that MJF came in and kind of helped him too. I was like, okay, like you're really playing up this face thing in your hometown. <laughs> and then, like he kept looking back, like, should I do it? Should I do it? All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know what I mean? So, but um, I- I'm definitely happy that Dante Martin won. I wasn't expecting that one. Yeah, Dante in his uh, one week turn. Uh, I was happy to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a weird setup. I- I'm glad it's getting a little shine. I hope he wins and gets the ring too. That'd be dope. I don't think it's happening. You don't um, think so? No, because it's MJF. I think it would just make him a two-time winner, you know what I'm saying? Now, one thing I can see is, like, CM Punk interfering and helping Dante, Mm. you know what I mean? But clean, that's not happening. Gotcha. What did you think of the moment between Hobbs and Warlord in the match? That got me. I was like, yeah, that was that was dope. That was dope. <laughs> we need to see these two doing more. Not if not together, just period. Like I feel like they should do more, especially like Warlord, because it's like he's good, but in some instances he's kind of a little green sometimes when he wrestles. Yeah, but I would love to see him do more, especially Hobbs as well. Yeah, I don't see him wrestle enough, but yeah, yeah. Uh, also, this weekend wasn't it the um, the ROH final battle? It was, yes. I have not watched it yet, <laughs> but I do know that Braun Strowman made an appearance, which kind of shocked me. Just because, like, I, I'm used to Braun Strowman just being, like, a WWE name. You know what I mean? It's like, the yeah. fact that he pops up Ring of Honor, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> He's allowed to go to the company. And he is, but it's like, it's just weird seeing him somewhere else besides WWE, but it's like, I gotta get used to it. But it was definitely super unexpected. I don't know if it makes much sense, just because, like, Ring of Honor is, like, kind of going it's pretty it's much like, done. It's their that's, last show. That's why. Okay, yeah. That's so. That's another thing I didn't understand. Like I was like, okay, so he he got released in June, I think it was, mm-hmm. and I was wondering when Braun Strowman would finally appear, and then I yeah. thought like, okay, for sure he's gonna be in you know AEW, um, you know something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was and thinking TNA. TNA. Yeah, I was thinking Impact for sure, yeah. but then you appear on a show on the last show. So it's like, what is next? Like you can't really show up next week. You know what I mean? It's done. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a wrap. It's pretty man. much, it's pretty much virtually non-existent. Like it's going, they may do stuff in the future, but yeah. not really like stuff like that. You know? It's, and my thing too, is like, they don't, we don't even know how long the hiatus is that they're taking. So it's like, will fans even remember that Braun was obviously like some fans will remember, but it's like, how will this pay off? Like years later, whenever y'all come back, like, is he going to be, having a spot there. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't really make much sense. But I guess yeah. it's a good moment for the final show. I don't know. Right. And I think they were they were saying, like, their plan is, like, even though, like, everyone's released and everything, um, I think their plan was that they would come back and do certain one-off shows, but they wouldn't, like, hire anybody. They would just, like, do, like, a one-off thing again, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just, there's no security in appearing at the last already show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Cool moment. Know. I guess yeah. he got to kind of mix with those stars that we would normally see, but it still was like, huh? What? What is that? I, I um, mean, do you think it's Roman Braun for Ron Braun and AEW and like to do what? I don't think so. There's I always so wonder where people. he would fall on the card. You know what I mean? There's so many people. Like maybe he would take um, what's his name? The Murder Hawk. Jake the Snake was his man. I'm forgetting yeah, yeah, his yeah, name yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, Lance Archer. Lance Archer. Maybe he could take his spot because since Lance Archer is out right now, yeah, I don't know. I think he might be injured. Um, maybe he could take his spot, but I, f- 
I don't know. Like they don't have a lot of big guys, and AEW is kind of more focused on the little guys. Yeah. So there's room for him, but it's like how often would he wrestle when they got all these other names to try to promote too? You know what I mean? So honestly, I don't they don't need Braun. Like in my opinion, yeah, like, I could be wrong. The only thing that needs help is the women's division. Like they need some milk. Like yeah, they need the iconics. They need everybody. Like that women's division needs a lot more than what they have. I say it every single week. Yeah, I'm tired to see a Penelope Ford in tag team match. I mean, not saying she's not good, but it's like I know exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. No, no offense to anybody that's a Penelope fan that's watching, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see something fresh. Yeah, they need way more depth in it. Yeah, I totally get it. Definitely, yeah. And then switching over to the WWE side of things, we unfortunately had the release of Jeff Hardy from the WWE. This is sad. Like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I think I was at work. Like, I was just at work, like, doing my job, working with kids. And then it was just, like, Jeff Hardy release. And I'm like, dang. And I figured it was related to him walking out during the match. Like, he looked yeah. kind of, like, groggy and walked out of the match. And I was just like, oh, no. And I know we talked about this last week, too. But I was just like, man, I hope nothing happens. He doesn't get released, but then he ended up getting released. So I don't know if it's like related to that. I know there was like some stuff with the drug test, and he didn't want to. Well, he took a drug test, I guess, right after that match. But they offered like rehabilitation to him, and he denied it. Yeah, there's so many. And, there's so many like rumors surrounding that. Like yeah. I still don't even know like what's what. I mean, there are actually people that are going out there saying like. Jeff intentionally got fired from WWE to go to AEW. That's dumb. I don't yeah, I don't know if I I don't know if I believe yeah. something like that. Like it just doesn't seem like something he do because Mm-mm. he um he like just started getting a push. He, like he started getting TV time. Yes, sir. I mean? And I felt like a match was with Roman was probably like bound to happen. Like he was in that battle royal down the final two. Like they cheered for him with the survivors. Like it just doesn't make sense to do that when he's getting plenty of it's not like he's underutilized, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so that to me doesn't make sense. Um, it's just a lot out in the air, and I think unfortunately, we're just getting like we're kind of getting like secondhand news with like <laughs> right Matt Hardy's stream. Like, people are watching Matt Hardy's stream and seeing what they're saying about Jeff there, but it's like until Jeff actually says something, like for sure, we mm-hmm. don't really know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Matt's like, he's fine, he's doing good, he's healthy, and like, I think yeah. even Jeff's wife came on and said he's good. And there was a picture where it was like Matt and his sons with Jeff, and it was like, oh, all the Hardy boys. And I was like, okay, like, I guess he's doing, he looks healthy, like, he looks good. Yeah. But and it's Matt said there's no like, reason to be concerned. He said he's in a good place, you know what I mean? So, yeah, he'd be worried about his brother. So it's like, I don't really know exactly what's happening with right. him right now, but I just hope it's the best. And, you know, he's in a good headspace and, you know, he's able to kind of continue to do what he loves to do. So, Bring back Willow. Sorry. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like maybe it was damage control for WWE where it was like, okay, like if he does relapse on our dime, at least like we released him. So it isn't our fault. I don't know. But yeah. then they offered him help. So it's just a weird situation. But we won't know until Jeff actually comes out and like talks about it itself. So yeah. And I know this wasn't, this probably wasn't on the list of items or whatever that we were going to discuss. But, mm-hmm. um, what did you think about the Migos? This and them saying the Migos are making an appearance <laughs> in Atlanta for the day. So I instantly <laughs> thought of you. I was like, I was like, Joe's gonna hate this. I hate. I you you already know, bro. Yeah, I was I was sitting like I was watching it on the couch the other day, and <laughs> like I just heard the song "Straightening." Start. Playing. I was like, why is this playing on SmackDown? I was like, why is Straightening playing right now? I was like, is this the official song for day one? <laughs> 
what has happened is like no 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 parents buying the amigos and i was like bruh and then my second thought was like why did they just choose rick flair drip by offset like right right more right. sense you know what i mean but i was like whatever um i think it's it's cool because it's like it brings some more mainstream exposure to wwe and it's like it's not like they have like this random group like florida georgia line or something coming through yeah. and it's like who really listens to them so I feel like this kind of brings more eyes to them, but at the same time, it's like the Migos. Like, what? I'm pretty much I'm pretty much preparing for the absolute worst. Yes, that. Um, yeah. Like anytime they now that they mention like a rapper or something that's beyond, I think about um, what's his name, Snoop Dogg, when he jumped off the rope with that <laughs> crossbody. I think about all of the terrible appearances we've had. I've also also Snoop. I thought about when he had that segment. I think with like. Hulk Hogan or somebody like I think he ended up like giving somebody the worst clothes I've ever seen. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a lot of bad stuff that comes to mind with celebrities. I can, like I said, like I can definitely see them doing something with like the Migos and Sami Zayn or something like that. <laughs> and he comes out to start like rapping or like people ask for like a rap contract. It's gonna get pretty awful. I'm trying to get some straightening. Come on, guys, show me how to get some straightening. Pat McAfee's gonna tell us what straightening means. Um, it's gonna it's be when awful. you got something straight, but then you're straightening it, Michael. <laughs> I listened to this song and I still don't necessarily know what straightening is. <laughs> Nothing is straight up to straightening. Um, Act yeah. like the gang went vacant. Ain't nothing but a little bit of straightening. <laughs> okay, stop. Um, yeah, I can, I can, I can just tell, man. It's, it's... I'm counting Niro's and Rob Niro. They're telling me that I'm amazing. <laughs> All right, so uh, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> straighten it, straight. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you're just going to do this whole song. Um, They're going, so, Rocket is taking it. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre not being allowed to bring a sword to the ring. That's the... <laughs> why was that a thing to begin with? You know? I don't know. Like, we've been talking about it for, like, months. Like, why does this man keep bringing a sword to the ring? And why is nobody reacting to it? Like, it's normal stuff, like... I'm super excited they finally addressed it because for a while I was like, bro, like you could really decapitate somebody with the sword. Like I get his wrestling, but it's like, in what world does this make sense for him to swing the sword and not get in trouble for it? So I'm, if, he should, I feel like he should have got suspended, like storyline wise, yeah. to be honest. Like not, oh, you can't bring your sword to the ring. Like no, he tried to like swing it at people. So my my thing is logically like if you're gonna bring a weapon to the ring, it should be one that you can actually use. Like use, Triple H yeah. brought a sledgehammer, he would use a sledgehammer. Somebody would bring a candlestick. It's like he's not really going to cut someone with the sword. It just takes, it just that, that just it's not gonna happen. He's not gonna attempt murder on it, even though he makes it look like it. Uh, did you see where he put the sword through the table backstage? So, yeah, <laughs> I was like, bro, really, man, but um. I'm I'm glad that they like canceled it. Hopefully it stays this way. I hope it's not a storyline where he's like, I'm gonna use this sword when I want to. <laughs> and like he actually brings it back to the ring and swings it at people again. I'll be like, bro, you're know. really you're really the Scottish psychopath right now. Chill, bro. Yeah. Uh didn't we have uh Zia Lee? So the Zia Lee debut that they had this week. So she officially debuted. Um, I gotta say, so I was watching the match with um what Sonya to Naomi. Again, mm-hmm. I know I've complained about this for the last few weeks, but they still have never explained <laughs> why Naomi is um I mean why um Sonya Deville is like doing this to Naomi and just not including her in matches. It makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. And then they use it to debut Zia Lee. My question is like, was this a plan all along or like <laughs> did they just make this up 
as a way out of the Naomi thing. Like that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Yeah, I feel like they they wrote themselves out of the Naomi thing. Like this is like their big payoff. Yeah, for their it, out. their way out of it. Not like it was the original plan, but I feel like this is the way to kind of be like, oh, we didn't we didn't book this in the way we thought we should. So now we're gonna skate out of it. And I'm like, now I'm like, okay, the protector character makes sense. Yeah, she's protecting Naomi because Naomi is having the odds stacked against her. She hates bullies, but it's like it's such a random crossing of two characters, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was definitely very unexpected, and I feel like it definitely got us away from what a normal Naomi Sonya segment. Because at first I was like, bro, like, are we gonna watch this again? I was about to I was about to change the channel. I was like, I can't watch this right now. You're still doing this. So it's like, okay, like Xylee comes out looking pretty cool, and it's like you know, she's actually doing, like, the protector gimmick. But now it's, like, is she just going to continue to do this for, like, everybody that's, like, has the odds stacked against them? Is she already going to protect people? Did you, you like the I mean? entrance and everything? Like, the animations and stuff? It was dope. I thought it was dope. She yeah. looked pretty dope. The, in- the interest to me was, like, the best part, part about it. Um, The actual wrestling <laughs> and saving, yeah. I was not a real fan. I think she did, like, Three heel kicks or something like that. Yeah, um, like the interest was definitely kicks the or most, something. Yeah, three roundhouse. I'm like, okay, well, that was lackluster. You know, the interest was fire though. Yeah, know? I hope that's not her finisher. For me, yeah, I was no. like, I need to see her finisher before I'm able to judge her. And then we need to see a full match too. It's like, yeah, she pretty much just kind of came in and laid out some kicks. They didn't look too effective though. They didn't, and, and the they crowd was like, slow. yeah, they looked slow. It didn't look too effective, and then the crowd like didn't really know what to think of it. It was like, oh, here's. Oh, okay. debut. All right, cool. Yeah, but I gotta see her in ring debut before I can actually make a comment. And I'm hoping it's just a one on one, like maybe her versus uh, it'll be, Natalia. it'll probably be Natalia. I was gonna say it'll be Natalia or Shayna Baszler. That's how you know, yeah, because yeah, I feel like Natalia could take the L, but they wouldn't have um Shayna Baszler take the L, I don't think no, so. Not yet. Yeah, not, not, not yet, but um, I think that's the route to go with it. But I just got to see more from her before I'm able to be like, no, nah, she trash. And then I, I wrote this in my notes, too. I was like, I really hope she doesn't get fired next week. <laughs> it's, it's like, like that. Her, but it's really, it's really been like that, though. Yeah. It's really been like that. Like, somebody gets a push one day, and then tomorrow they're gone. I was like, okay, well. They build her up, they debut her, and be like, you know what? You're fired. Your kicks weren't cool hey, enough. Bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't say it, bro. Still think about it. What could have been, bro? Yeah. Man, that makes me sad. Yeah, speaking of which, they did say. I mean, Tony Khan has spoke on um like the whole winter is coming thing. Mm-hmm. He's saying there's more to come, you know, and not just like the stuff we had last year. So, I'm thinking it could be like a big line of uh debuts, like you know what I mean. And I think that's this week. I think it may actually be either this week or next week. I can't remember. Um, okay. but the whole winter yeah, I think is it's this coming week. thing. So. I mean, we've been there have been several people that have been released like a while back. Like they've been like Bray Wyatt. There's been, you know, just a lot of people like I kind of forgot about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there is that line of people who have been released that could possibly come to um AEW. Yeah. I'm hoping Hit Row is a group is, is one of them. Yeah. Um, if it's Bray Wyatt, bro, I might lose it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Bray, that's it. Like there is no no reason to, to it's solidify. It's solidified. Y'all are exact competition for WWE. It's undeniable. Y'all got Bray Wyatt. And if they let Bray Wyatt like help other people with their characters, it's a wrap. It's It's a a wrap. That man's mind is amazing. So it's a wrap. So this is the last thing I kind of wanted to cover. 
What do you think about Big E defending his title in a fatal four-way at day one? Does it feel like they're kind of confused as what to do with Big E? Like, I feel like there's too many, like, chefs in the kitchen right now. Like, yeah. There's way too many people in that match right now. It's making me uncomfortable. There, there is, and it's weird because I feel like weeks ago, um, it was supposed to be, like, Seth Rollins versus Big E. And I feel like Seth actually won a fatal four-way for the chance to fight Big E, like, one-on-one. And mm-hmm. now, like, one by one each week, they've added somebody to somebody, the Somebody, yeah. Like, so now it's then I was like, the next week, it was like, okay, we added Kevin Owens this week. They let they let Bobby Lashley literally run through all three of them, and so now he's in the match. So it's just a weird combination. But yeah, I do feel like it's odd. Like I don't know if they necessarily know what to do with Big E. Maybe they didn't think that Seth versus Big E was a big enough match. That was my mm-hmm. first thought. I thought it was a decent match, like former yeah. um, NXT champions. I can't remember. I think I want to say Big E beat Seth for the NXT championship. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was a while ago, but I thought they had a whole story with that, but they just like dropped him and was like, no, we need all four of them. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that to me is what it feels like. Like them saying this match one-on-one isn't big enough. We got to bring in all four superstars, you know? Yeah. It's, it's very, very interesting. I just hope that Biggie doesn't lose. Cause I feel like the odds are kind of stacked against them where it's like, Either they go the route of him beating all three of these superstars, and it's like, look at Big E, he's like this incredible champion, or they go the route of like, this is our way of having Big E lose without him being pinned, kind of a thing, and he still looks strong. But I don't know, I just really hope he doesn't lose because it's not his time to lose yet. He still needs more time to be built up. They need to try harder with building him up with a storyline as well. Right. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I just really hope he doesn't lose. There's a lot going on in this match, and it makes me a little nervous. Right. And for me, it's like the opposite of what you said. Like for me, when they started adding people, it solidified that I don't think that Big E's gonna lose. Yeah. I think that it protects like whoever loses even more. So, yeah. you know, um Bobby Lashley is able to lose without getting pinned, or Seth Rollins is able to lose without getting pinned, or Kevin Owens is able to lose without getting pinned. And all the losers can say, Well, I wasn't pinned, so I just still deserve a rematch. So for me, True. adding multiple people in the match. That's what I kind of feel like. Makes um, it better. Yeah. Kind of protects him. And hopefully keeps Big E's a champ because I feel like he just got it. Like, I don't know how long ago. I think it was like SummerSlam that he got it. Mm-hmm. It feels like he just got it. And he's definitely not yet like a legitimate champion yet. Like, he hasn't had challenges like that, like a solo challenge. He hasn't, no. But yeah, I just, I hope Big E at least holds it to WrestleMania. And that's it. Like, yeah, just give me that. Past, that's all I need. Just, even past need. WrestleMania would be nice. But if you lose at WrestleMania, I'll be cool with it. Like, if the Royal Rumble winner wins and they go on to, to be him, I'd be cool with that. But yeah, don't have him lose it prematurely before it. Like, don't have him do it where it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? But all right. like you and said, some... like, it, it kind of makes it increases the chance where it's like, okay, somebody else can take the L. In the match, and it doesn't really affect Big E. And I was, I was hearing too that like Kevin Owens hasn't resigned his contract or something like that. Him and Sami Zayn, I saw the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Kevin Owens like will be a great person to to lose because or take the pen because it's like he might leave anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I just I just hope they don't start doing him like they did. Um, uh, what's his name? Dean Ambrose when he was on his <laughs> way out. It's like now you're you're losing to Nia Jax and like getting thrown out of the rumble to Nia Jax. Like it can get pretty ugly in the last few days. Like when they know you're on the way out of the company, bruh, you finna lose to everybody. They can get grimy. It can get grimy. It can get mm-hmm. grimy. Um, so I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens with that. But that was another episode of the All First Thing Podcast. Please remember if you did not like it, you can't complain because you told you it was all from the jump. It's all first thing podcast. Peace. Peace out. It's gonna be about 35 minutes.
you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, follow us on Instagram at Off Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Off Wrestling One.